Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Bald Guy Podcast with your host, Jeff Brown, and our guest, David Schaefer. This is Jeff Brown, and today we're talking to David Schaefer, my elite expert on the EIUL insurance policy. For those who are new to, to that phrase, Insurance policies are usually uh, including some kind of death benefit when you're talking about life insurance. This has a death benefit, but is not primarily structured for it. It is structured to produce tax-free income in retirement for many, many years. So today, we're going to talk strategy in using them. I've gotten so much feedback from the first time we did some uh case studies that everybody wants to hear from you, Dave, again on these, they just ate them up. How you doing? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing? Like I always say, I'm in San Diego. It, <laughs> there you it, go. It's never, yeah, never bad. Never bad. Very good. Very good. Well, let's dive in. There's a couple who's 35 years old, and they want to retire in 15 years when they're 50. Now, if they did a $1,500 a month premium, for those 15 years, that was indexed to inflation, and they added a little bit for what you always call a jump start, what would be the premium after 15 years at 50? And then, in order so they didn't run out of money at, at age 65, they would immediately start at age 50, taking $1,500 a month and doing a second one for 15 years, what would that generate for them? Uh, well, let's start with the first case. They're going to start at EIUL, age 35. They're going to pay $1,500 a month premium, inflation adjusted. And they're going to start taking distributions right after that. So they're going to take distributions age 50 to age 89. And uh, that's going to net them about $49,000 a year for those many, many, many years of retirement. Uh, all tax-free. In the second case, we're looking at, well, I, I, I ran it two ways, actually. I ran it just starting the second one at uh, age 50 and doing the same $1,500 a month plus, plus additional. And that gave them about $37,000 um, after 15 years, all the way up to age 89. But I thought one more scenario might be interesting. Here's, uh, here's a couple. They're fairly young. 35 years old, and they're making the $1,500 a month premium. And I had them make that premium inflation adjusted all the way to age 65. Because sometimes I just like to show people what this can do over long periods of time. So age 35 to age 65 is 30 years worth of premium, $1,500 a month. So that's a little jump start on that. And it came out to $252,000 of tax-free income. So I actually gave you three scenarios there. <laughs> Holy cow. That's a possibility. Yeah. If you're putting in a significant amount, which they are, $1,500 a month, plus adjusting it for inflation each year, it's a good amount of money they're putting in and saving away, and uh, they're able to take it out. Over a quarter million dollars a year, you know, from age 65 to age 90. So uh, uh, very impressive. And I like to show that to, to the young folks because it's all about time, value, and money there. It absolutely is, and, and I'm going to bring this in just as an observation. I constantly compare 
one versus the other, the EIUL, Dave, to the taxable work processed and sponsored 401k. And it, it just, we don't need to get into detail on that. So that's for another podcast. But it is such a joke, the comparison. And uh, because the 401k is now, as far as the general public is concerned, about 30 years old. I guess the concepts started in 1980. But it's just been a gigantic failure. And the EIUL not only has, generates more money for the same dollar invested, but it's tax-free versus taxable. That's absolutely right. You know, I run these numbers together all the time, and I've become to uh, to the point to where when people start talking about their 401k, you know, I, I, I almost grimace because it's really not working for folks. The numbers really bear that out. You know, and there's two huge amounts of types of risks that they're taking on. They're taking on secrets of return risk. That is the the risk that somewhere around the time you want to use the money that the market goes into the tank and you don't have time to make that up. And then, of course, you're taking on the tax risk. What's the tax rate going to be when you want to use the money? Well, no one knows. Generally, we know from past experience, you and I, Jeff, because we're a little older, that taxes don't go down. So at the very least, they'll be the same. And you're talking 25 to 50% worth of taxes there coming right off the top. And I don't know how you make that up between those two items. Exactly. And uh, just one more question before we go on to the second uh, scenario, Dave. Um, if this couple at 35 had not only done a 15-year premium payment, but had the payments last for incoming to them from 50 to 65 instead of 89, can you just give us a guesstimate based on your professional experience on how much more those payments might have been from 50 to 65 compared to being stretched out to 89? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I have 49,000 uh, going to uh, age 90. And so I think that you, know, you could probably say somewhere in the neighborhood of 70 to $75,000 a year if you took off those in, in years, maybe a little bit more. But that's a conservative figure, I think. so. Okay, gotcha. Let's move on to the second one. An investor sells one of his uh, real estate rentals and nets nearly all of the proceeds tax-free. He's 45 years old and wishes to stop working around 65 years old. Now, his net proceeds from the sale were around 350 grand. What tax-free income would be generated if he let that 350 simmer until he's 65 years old. That gentleman will get somewhere around $99,000 a year to age 90. And also, if you haven't listened to the earlier podcast, these numbers that I'm generating are extremely conservative. I'm using a 7.1% average rate of return on the interest credit. And the 25-year look back, for example, is 9.2%. So extremely conservative on all the way around and virtually everything about these. So I like to give a, give conservative numbers. So roughly $100,000 being extremely conservative on that. So I, I think it's probably worst-case scenario in that situation. And also remember that in this particular case, you know, if this, uh, if this gentleman wants to uh, start at 60, he can 
if everything else is doing well, he's got other properties, get him income, and he doesn't want to start to 70, well, he's just going to have that much more to take out. So there's a lot of flexibility on when you want to take these out. It's all under your own personal control, you know, depending on how you want tax-free cash. Well, I think for this investor, is I have many investors who own uh, many rental properties whose average value is net maybe around what I use for this guy, which is why I used it. And they can actually use a strategy that would give them this kind of tax-free cash when the smoke cleared and just get rid of one of them. They might own three, four, five. I have people that own a dozen or more. And it's not that big a deal for them. And just on the side, they've now created six figures of of tax-free cash at 65. I mean, you know, where do you go to sign up for that? Exactly. Let's go to the third one. And let's kind of uh, switch speeds here. You got a 25-year-old young lady. She can only afford about $250 a month with a goal to retire in 30 years at 55 years old. Now, if she has saved up enough to put in, say, 2000 to jumpstart the policy, what would her tax-free income be at 55? This is an interesting scenario you gave me because I actually have not had a client exactly like this. She's very young. She has a minimum amount to put in, $250 a month. So I was really interested myself in how this would turn out. And she's only, she wants to retire 55, which is 10 years or 11 years or 12 years before what Social Security tells us we should do. So I was really interested. And what it comes out to is $39,000 a year. So you really think about that. Putting in $2,000 up front and then $250 a month adjusted for inflation going forward. And by age 55, almost 40k a year in a very conservative scenario. And I would imagine that if she decided uh, midstream, because at 25 years old, you and I both look back and know we changed our minds on almost everything financially 18 times. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but, but if she had gone that extra 10 years... Uh, my guess is it would have gone from 40 to to maybe 60 or 70 or more. Uh, I'd say more than 70. I'd say uh, it might have gone up to 80. Yeah, because the last years are far more impactful than the first, right? Absolutely. Well, you're just adding on, and you're using more of that time value of money you know, for 55 to 65, not pulling anything out and putting more in. And she would actually, you know, I could, I would structure it in a way that she would actually be able to do that doesn't have to be 10 years if she wanted to go five years or whatever. Uh, there wouldn't need to be any changes made to it, whatever she wanted to do. If she wanted to retire 55, if she's going great guns and she wanted to continue paying premium, or if she just wanted to let it sit there for another five or ten years and not do anything with it, be totally up to her. And that's what's so beneficial about these policies, in my view, Dave, because they're so flexible. Yes, they absolutely do have a lot of flexibility, in, but they're not quite as flexible as, say, a 401k and RA because there are some limitations to what you can put in there. You can't, you know, suddenly decide that, well, maybe you got inheritance or something, you got to dump it all in there one year. But uh, beyond that, there's a lot of flexibility in there. Well, let's move on to our last scenario. So I've got a 50-year-old guy who inherits $100,000. Now, he knows... All he'll have at retirement is Social Security for income. Now, what tax-free income could he generate in 15 years from this amount? The answer to that is $19,000 a year. 
and that would be $19,000 a year from age 65 to 90, which off of a $100,000 investment just 15 years prior is pretty impressive in my mind. Exactly. And what people don't understand is how impactful the phrase tax-free really is. In California, tax-free can mean the difference between making it and not making it. Same with a few other states. So he would have this $100,000, not have to think about it, and he's getting about $19,000, say a little over $1,500 a month, tax-free for virtually the rest of his life. And, and that is in addition to any other investments he may have made uh, during that time, Social Security, et cetera, et cetera. That's correct. I love these case studies, man, and, and, and so do my readers and listeners, Dave. Uh, you, you, you hit it out of the ballpark every time. Well, thanks a lot, Jeff, and, and I enjoy doing this. Thanks a lot for being here, uh, and to everybody listening, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Bald Guy Podcast with Jeff Brown and our guest, David Schaefer.